Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Wow, well, hello everybody. We've been on a little bit of a, a hiatus, so uh, it's good to record. Chris, it's, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen each yeah. other. Not much has happened. Yeah. You know, uh, um, <laughs> I mean, you got married, clown. Well, <laughs> Not much is. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. I did get married. Um, so yeah, congratulations to me. Um, congratulations. <laughs> do it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> What are we doing? We're doing some crazy, like, congratulations to me. I'm the best person in the world. No, I just, no, it's all good. I mean, you were busy drinking your beer, and so I didn't want to <laughs> wait for you to congratulate me, so I thought I'd just go ahead and congratulate myself. And That's dope. No, okay. I mean, that's... Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to congratulate you. I thought you did a wonderful job as the best man. Oh, oh man. I, I was so honored to the best man in your wedding I, I was like on a emotional high for like a week before and a week afterwards it was so it was so dope I, I told a lot of people about your wedding I was like but yeah this guy literally had the theme song to friends <laughs> again and it took me, not my it decision, took me a while to but... figure it out I was like yeah this guy's really about that tv life yeah. and uh I share with people your vows and even though it was funny it was actually pretty beautiful, man. Like that just shows a, a very creative and intimate side that, that I was just really wowed by. It was like really cool. So all that TV trivia and the fact that you know countless TV shows by heart, it pays off. It does. <laughs> I mean, in the long run, like yeah. Well assuming, <laughs> assuming that you can find a girl who thinks that's cute or you know, like in any well, way you admirable. Did. So you did. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. you guys are great. I'm, I was happy to be there, man. So I'm really happy for you guys. So yeah. Um. Well, let's get into it. Um, let's talk about some sports. 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 Uh, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and kick it off because you you know that I've been waiting 48 hours, 72 hours, roughly, um, <laughs> to have this conversation. But uh, how about that Wolfpack uh, finally beating yeah. Clemson? You know, like, it's been, I think, not, eight years in a row that Clemson had beaten us and, like, 15 in the last 16 I'm just glad that despite almost everything that could have gone wrong, <laughs> I mean, so your kicker misses three kicks, including one at the end of regulation, <laughs> any one of which would have won you the game. And I was just like, at that point, I mean, I wasn't even watching because, I mean, we've talked about it, like, that's too much for me, yeah. usually, unless I'm there in person <laughs> and... Uh, we were actually uh, in line or at the theater waiting to see Shang-Chi uh, on Saturday. And so I was sitting there, like, getting updates from ESPN on my phone. And when I got the final update, I had just gone out to go to the bathroom before the 
movie started and I read it wrong. I thought that it said Clemson had won and I was just like, of course. I was like, <laughs> I was so upset. And then like I read it again and I was like, wait a second. They won. <laughs> Cause that's life as an NC state fan. Like you're just yeah. constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop. And apparently even like Dave Doran feels that way uh, in his post game press conference, he stated he was like the curse is broken (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you what man i have to soften up on state because now my daughter goes there and um i have two sons that graduated from state so i i've really it's hard to say this but i've been lightening up on my attacks at state and it's kind of like when they win it's kind of like my daughter she their first home game she didn't go because of covid but she was she wanted to go and you know it's like man i gotta not crap now i can't crap when my boys went there i didn't really mind but now my daughter's there (laughs) i'm gonna have to lighten up on the state stuff so so. what you're saying is i need to send some sort of thank you basket to jay lee so that (laughs) yeah 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 officially thank her for getting you to ease up on your nc state hater raid yeah, my hater might have to like take a um, a long sabbatical. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Even if even if my kid decided to go to Carolina, I don't think I I I think I would still give her hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if she like? What if your kid played sports there? It'd be even more difficult. Oh, that so would be that would be really tricky for sure. Yeah, she, showing up at games wearing Carolina garb. She had <laughs> her be... first two soccer practices. Uh, the last week and this week, and I mean, I'm I, I'm not one of those parents that's like you're gonna play soccer and get a scholarship. But soccer is one of those sports where I think like just her general ability lends itself well to that, and so right. I'm excited for her to kind of get out there. And she's having a lot of fun with the other girls on her team, and I mean, she's never played an organized sport before, so this is her first foray we were going to get her into it you know two years ago but covid Um, right and so here we are now you know making the most of it and it's but it's been a lot of fun i sat there and watched her practice last night um and you know she was very excited she's like i want to play a soccer game tomorrow and i'm like i'm sitting there thinking like you guys have had two practices your game is coming up this (laughs) sunday i no offense to the coach because i wouldn't have done anything other than different than what he did but i'm like this game is sure gonna be interesting to watch (laughs) we don't seem to have established much of the rules of soccer and it's more just like kick the ball okay right cool i'm like all right well this ball is going forward yeah yeah that's dope i um i did kind of i'm kind of excited for uh denver they're three and oh but as the Talking heads will be quick to, like, tell you their opponents are like zero and nine. Sure, so it's like, and that's I mean, okay, it's it, to me that makes way more difference in college sport like football when it comes to like your opponent's record. Like in the NFL, it's the NFL, and I yeah, I mean like three wins is three wins. I mean the Chiefs are one and two, right? Right. Like the so are the Seahawks. It's I mean, the Bucks lost. Like, you know, I mean, I don't think the Rams might be the best team out there as of right now. With a strong schedule. Yeah. Like, Denver's schedule's not really – like, the Jets win, I was like, ah, I could 
But I mean, like the I, Chiefs look beatable, right? The Chargers might yeah. be tougher than originally expected. The Raiders, God knows what you're getting with them. Um, well, they their defense is pretty strong right now. Their so defense has been of, good. I mean, they picked up KJ Wright from the Seahawks in the off season, which I was very disappointed. Yeah. I thought they should have held on to him, but I I, I will say this: I don't feel like I'm I'm not eating crow on Teddy Bridgewater. Like I'm just not. No. I, I think my reservations still hold true. <laughs> like it's like he's gonna get it. He's gonna go out there one game and get himself hurt. Yeah, um, I mean, he's a little reckless with him with himself more than I right. think he should be at this point. Like, you won the job, you know, availability is the best ability, right? Right. Because if you can't play, I mean, but he has looked great in the first three great three games, you know? That's, I, you're, you're not wrong, but I'm just saying, like... But, yeah, like, when, it's, I mean... Those, those pocket collapses and him getting taken down, like, three times against the Jets, I'm like, yeah, but those were kind of, those were forced errors, in my opinion. Um... So it's like I want him to do well because he's throwing the ball for my team, but it's yeah. as a outside observer. But that's you're still, still my like, hesitation. You're still an honest critic, yeah, of his performance. So, yeah. yeah. So now, do I think it could have gone a different way? Um, I think Locke is still a good quarterback, and I hope they don't lose him at the sake of a, a good, you know, start to the season. I mean, um, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think that that Denver looks at Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback of the future. Oh, I hope not. Right? Like, I I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think there's any team in the NFL now. I think the Panthers were probably his last shot at that last year. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I even think that he got a bit of a bum rap in Carolina because he got injured and Christian McCaffrey got injured. And, I mean, we'll see how well Sam Darnold plays going forward without CMC. Um, yeah. But... You know, I, I yeah, like I, I think I may have to adopt Denver as my like <laughs> NFL fandom for the season because I mean the only other team I really root for is the Seahawks. Um, yeah. I say other team. The only team I root for right now is the Seahawks. Now that Philip Rivers is out, like I'll pull for my individual guys. Um, but yeah, those uh, being anybody that played at state, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's all it is. Although well, that's I, not that's not entirely true. Like there are other players that I do pull for, um, right. but they are almost almost exclusively guys <laughs> that went to see. <laughs> I, uh, I like I still pull for the Giants, and that's that's got to be getting rough. Oh, it's it's almost it's painful. I mean, I I, I, w I wanted to ask you last weekend uh, or last week, and I know I was the reason we didn't record the podcast, so it sounds weird saying this but i was going to ask you uh last week how how you felt about them losing to the not the damn it the washington football teams and then they go I, out this week and who is it that they lost to they lost to it wasn't jacksonville because jacksonville still undefeated too Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah. He thought he was just going to come in and be like, I'm a super coach. <laughs> they lost to the they lost to the Pats. Oh, the Patriots, yeah. And I mean, the Patriots yeah. aren't a bad squad. Um it was it the Patriots? Yeah. No, the Falcons. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. And that's bad. That's very bad. Yeah. Um So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I think that they've made a lot of terrible trades. 
over the last eight years and until they find a better receiving core and commit to an actual quarterback it's just going to be a uh, they're going to lose like season after season. Do you feel they like not... they are not committed to Daniel Jones? I'm not saying I whether think or not they, they I think they be, are. But... <laughs> yeah, I think they are, but I don't. I don't think they should be. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's the he's the guy, and that's just my honest opinion. Um, they start. I mean, I, I hate to attribute all their missteps to. Victor Cruz, but <laughs> no, I mean it's it's okay. That's where the marker starts, though. It starts with Victor Cruz. It continues with OBJ, and and then it hasn't gotten any better. It's just like poor decision after poor decision, and it's not Victor Cruz his fault individually. It's just their culture and their their strategy change with that decision ever since then, and it hasn't been very productive for the team. I mean, so I don't know what they need to do. And uh, it's funny because, like, I look back at Seattle, uh, the offseason after they won the Super Bowl, they traded their, like, all-pro center, Max Unger, to New Orleans for Jimmy Graham. And right. at the time, I was very against it because I was just like, you don't mess with the old line that just went and won you a Super Bowl. Right. And Jimmy Graham turned out to be okay, but he wasn't worth like an all pro center, you know, that like right. with your young quarterback. Um, and so, I mean, I don't blame Max Unger, but I blame like Pete Carroll and John Schneider for not for having, for being so, so short sighted and thinking like, Oh, we're going to get Russell Wilson, this big, you know, pass catching tight end. And that's going to, and it's like, that's, I don't know. It just feels like they can't make up their mind who they are. If they want to run the ball or they want to let Russell throw deep. And I think they just. In this this season of of football, or the last two seasons, you have to actually, you have to do both. Like the mobile quarterbacks are getting shut down. Like, uh, I mean, Russ stopped running years ago to preserve his body. Yeah. Right. I mean, wisely so, I think. Yeah. But. Yeah, I I mean, and they have Chris Carson, who's a good back, but I just I think again the offensive line is garbage. I mean, not garbage, but they're just not as good as they need them to be. Uh, right. And so I don't know. I, I, it's a year where I'm not. I think I've reached a point where I've kind of <laughs> there's enough dissociation uh, between me and my my fandom in the NFL that. <laughs> Like it doesn't I, hurt. It doesn't. <laughs> no. Like we were sitting there watching the red zone this weekend and I was watching them get beat by the Vikings. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I like, can see that. We kind of owe the Vikings one for that <laughs> crappy playoff win that we had where they missed that chip shot field goal. And Russell had that play where the ball snapped over his head. I was like, yeah, all right. Like, I mean, the Tennessee game was the one where I kind of went, Ooh, that's not a good look. Like you were right. up, you were in control, and then you just came out and did nothing in the second half and let them run all over you with Derek Henry. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, this might not be the year, guys. <laughs> so, I mean, but I, as an NC State fan, that's been my motto. That's for, par for the course, yeah, right? for years now. So, I mean, that's that's the other funny thing is that a lot of people started saying like, well, this is a lose lose for. 
NC State, or at least for Dave Doran, because if he wins this game, then everybody's going to expect him to go win the Atlantic and at least play in the ACC championship. And I'm like, you're damn right we do. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but that doesn't mean that we're going to fire him if he doesn't get there this year. Right, right. (laughs) I, uh, speaking of, you know, past college superstars, Joel Berry uh, decided he was going to retire, but you know what I think is funny about like college basketball? Your odds of getting to the NBA are slim to none. You know, I I know he played in Europe. Sorry. <laughs> you said you know what's funny about college basketball? <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, okay. I was like, okay. I guess I told you. I should have done the drum roll, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's just like, what was the guy, Christian Leitner? He's another person where you look back and you're like, yeah, but was he really that good? Joel Berry was good in college, but was he really that good for, you know, to, to go to the NBA? I don't think so. Um, well, wait, so, but he's been playing in the NBA, hasn't he? Well, he played in the NBA, but he also, he's in Europe right now. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So I it's mean, just like, like, if you can play professionally anywhere, is that really retirement? I don't know. I'm, it, mm. I, I see what you're saying. Are, are, is he opting not to work, or is it that work is not available to right. him? Okay. Right. I that's mean, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So all the best to him and his wife. They, they have, they're having a, a kid. That's yeah, dope. It's, so it didn't priorities. sound like all the best. It sounded like... I don't think it was worth the shots. announcements. Yeah, I well, low key I was. <laughs> it wasn't worth the announcement, and you know I do I follow Carolina basketball players like you follow NC State alum, just like for well, any maybe that's who it was for then is to let them know, hey man, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> Anybody in the alumni network looking for a former basketball player to come in? And, I'll help you out. <laughs> help you out. Yeah, like yeah. So uh, last thing for sports for me was uh, the Yankees are like, they started off strong. Then they, they've had these nail biter games. They just beat Boston. So that whole league is all out of whack. I'd love to see if they can get to the playoffs. So that's all I got there. I want to see if they can get to the world series. Um, and I'm not, I'm not holding my breath in that one. They've got some serious batting issues, but um they should yeah. trade for Trey Turner. Jeez, I'm just saying. I, I just saw a uh, uh, this funny. Not well, it wasn't funny. It was a um, company man video from YouTube, and he was talking about uh, the rise and fall and rise again of Adidas, or Adidas, depending on who you're trying to explain the company to. Yeah. And uh, he's actually uh, one of their highest paid uh, endorsements. I, I did not know that. Really. Yeah. So, anyway. Let's talk about some pop culture. Pop culture. (laughs) So, yo, a couple things for me. Uh, My wife was showing me those stupid crate videos where people were trying to scale them. And I was like... The first thing when I saw what they were doing, I'm like, no, they shouldn't do that. And then I saw saw the aftermath. Yeah. 
but there's like thousands of people doing this stuff. What is wrong with people, yo? What it is like? I mean, bananas. Yeah, it's it's the uh, I don't know. I know it's not new in that sense. I mean, like America's Funniest Home Videos has been the same. You know, it's like half of that stuff is probably staged. You know, oh sure, let me hit sure. you in the nuts with this, and we'll get on America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, but. I mean, and jackass, you know, like that stuff. And now it's, but now it's like reached a point where everybody wants to do it because then you can post it on the internet and maybe it'll get shared and go viral. And what you get out of that, I don't know, other than people think, wow, what an idiot. Um, hmm. I, I'm with you and that like, I mean, the Tide Pod challenge, God. Like you're telling me somebody told you to eat this and you're just like, okay. <laughs> Or the, the ones with the kids that are just being completely disrespectful to their parents to see if they'll get hit. Yeah. I'm like, yo, are you for real? Like that is, that should not be a thing. That you're, it's just really bananas. Um, I mean, and and, and in not exactly setting like a good example for younger folks out there, right? In that regard. And of course, in the news, uh, there's been studies about Instagram not being healthy for young girls. I think we kind of all knew that, right? I mean, they like, just had the head of Instagram on the Today Show, you know, promoting oh, really? all of the BS, you know, that they're pushing in terms of them, you know, not being a publisher and, you know, being a platform. And um, But they take it very seriously and they're making changes. So it's like you can't say that there isn't a problem, but that you're also simultaneously making changes to fix the problem. There's no problem is... here, but we're fixing. Like it's not. There's not a water leak, but I gotta change out the pipe. Like right, right, right. <laughs> I I um. I don't know, dude. Like I I just don't get it. Like I when I read the article and I heard um, part of a of a paper about some of the data they've collected from Facebook and Instagram. I'm trying to figure out. And then another thing that kind of confused me is that um, when news personalities introduce, let's say, uh, ex-celebrity, they always mention, and they have, you know, two million followers on whatever platform. And I just don't, I don't see the relevance. I, I don't, I really cannot sit here and say, I understand that because it doesn't make sense to me. Um, well, I mean, the if followers, I mean, it's it's much like anything on the Internet. The more attention that you have, the more important you must be. Right. And so it's like anything to do, anything that you can do to generate content that's going to get you that attention is becomes the, the goal, really. Um, I mean, it's like. Even David Letterman, right? I don't know if you saw that stuff, just kind of no. bleeding back into sports. But he he went to Nets Media Day and was asking Kevin Durant questions, you know, mm-hmm. like as part of the media. And he's like, why do they call you KD? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, my first name is Kevin with a K. <laughs> My last name is Durant with a D. He's like, oh, KD. Can I call you KD? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, 
just asking him all these stupid questions and he was just having Durant was having like none of it he was just not there for it <laughs> and even that stuff it's like that's all just to get attention you know and you're, you're not wrong and I, now I, that's I, like everybody's goal though they see that and it's like oh i can go i'm gonna go to my you know mcdonald's or you know whatever and i'm gonna go like i'm gonna go throw something at this person and record it because that'll get me internet popularity consequences in the real life be damned right well what's sad is that there is a there's a confusion of what's considered real life and what's not real life and people there's a term that you have to actually say no irl like what what like what, what do you mean you think this is real like you think everything you're doing here is right right now is real oh but it's real when you can't get a job because somebody looked at your social media like history and saw the crazy stuff now there should be a separation that's what you're saying um i i don't understand it i i do see that instagram and not just because they're related to Facebook. That's <laughs> not that's yeah. not the the sole source of my disgust. But the thing that it does is it, it distorts. Well, well, I'm confused. I'm confused because there's this movement to um, to take some of the sexism out of our society, but at the same time, you have all these people like in bikinis and you know twerking like everything's a twerk now you got to twerk just to have an interesting video um you, you have to have like your butt out gotta have your, your tatas out i mean it's just like you, you want to take you, you want to reduce the sexism but you're setting yourself up in a, a, a form to be objectified but then i'm confused because you say it's your right to wear whatever you want to wear and so it's all just there's a bunch of really convoluted things going on and I don't want to pull the thread but I will say why are we surprised that it's bad for for girls yeah I mean I think like it, at the end of the day it's it's not even that it's just bad for girls I think it's just bad for everybody you know like I don't think that there's anything really super beneficial about using those platforms at this point I mean I have done a lot to um, moderate the people that I follow mm -hmm. and on all of my different social media platforms at this point because right. I've just got like I realized at some point I was seeing stuff that I didn't care about from people I didn't want to see stuff from and not like people that I know but like right. things that I had put in as interests on Facebook when I first created my account 20 some odd years ago not 20 years <laughs> and now ago. you're getting stuff about kylie jenner <laughs> right you know exactly or like you know m old movies and stuff like that that i put down in my list of movies that i liked and so then when facebook switched over to having pages and stuff i automatically liked me to those pages right and so then i'm i realized oh, i've been seeing this content for god knows how long from a page that is managed by some random person like it's not even yeah and so, sorry, I keep swatting at this stupid little, like, fruit fly thing. So, if you, I'm not crazy and <laughs> er than usual today. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, like, social media, it wasn't even, like, Facebook wasn't made with good intentions, right? Right. 
like Instagram I don't know I mean originally it was like look at these pretty pictures I took right and that was kind of cool like I like the filters that you could add to your photos there like doing photo editing one swipe on your phone was kind of a neat feature but like now it's all about memes and videos and reels which are just recycled tiktoks which i get asked at least once a week by my eight-year-old like why can't we have tiktok and i'm like because <laughs> tiktok seems like a really bad idea and she's like why is it a bad idea and i'm like it just is honey like it's it's getting to the lowest common denominator of this like we had this thing called vine back in the day everybody thought that was the best no turns out 10 second videos weren't enough to sell ads so we had to make (laughs) them longer i mean and that's that's what it really all boils down to i made this comment earlier this week or last weekend it's like it's the only thing that any I shouldn't say the only thing the driving force behind so many things is advertisers right like how does this benefit advertisers is it drawing more attention to the commercials we don't really care whether or not people enjoy the show or the movie but is there enough opportunity for us to sell stuff if we make this like that's how I feel like so many things get get made these days and it and it it's not that there isn't also room for like the indie films and these great stories and that sometimes the two can come together and make an, an entertaining movie, but it's still like, I think frustrating that, you know, like the, the changes to Facebook or Instagram are not for your benefit. Right. Right. If it is, it's only because it makes the platform that much easier for you to use or convinces you to use it that much more often and therefore see more ads like that's what it all boils down to i yeah i but it's they're not the only ones guilty of it um no and like looking through google news and just the headlines now i don't blame the aggregator for that but i do blame the publishers of the headlines everything has become clickbait yeah and it's just it's just so mind-numbing um, I've actually, so actually even in Google news, I've been saying, I don't want to see anything from this publisher or I don't like this, this story. Um, and trying to tr- hopefully train it to keep me, you know, keep less and less clickbait things out of my feed because I'm really just interested in the news. Um, the news is like that. Everything is, I listened to Don Lemon and, uh, Chris Cuomo and their handoff, an idea completely stolen from the Chris Andre show, but we love you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, it was interesting to hear Don Lemon's take on the political place we are right now. And, and, and like, you know, he was saying that he travels throughout the country and he's he echoed a point that we often say the fringe group of every side so, or both sides gets all the gets all the press the loudest ones speaking get all the press on twitter but they're also the smallest group yeah the loudest you know we, we one would believe that progressives have this big echoing voice in politics not really true one would believe that trumpians would have the this they have this big influence on society well not really there's not a lot of them um but we give them so much press and and attention it makes it appear that way um 
I don't know the solution to that, but it, it shouldn't be that, you know, death sells when it comes to like information. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm with you in that. I don't, I don't know what the solution is because it's not like, Oh, you know, ban advertising on the internet. Like that's right. But I think there just needs to be more. I mean, part of it, I, I think is that there needs to be more honesty between the websites the advertisers and the end users, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it's hard. I mean, well, you, how do you, how do you do that without, you know, strict government regulation or, you know, which is not, I, I don't think would be effective. Right. Like right. you're asking people like to surf through websites and determine whether or not a website is, you know, encouraging its users to watch more ads than it was before. Like I, well, if the ads are relevant, sure. But if they're just like garbage, just to be garbage, probably not. But and even I that, I so... mean, like they add relevancy, then it's, it's you know, I feel like that's such a, that's a, well, if you want your ads to be better, let us see all of your information across all these different ad- applications that you're using, right? I mean, like that's been a, a, no, that's, that's fair. a recent update on Apple, right? I say recent within the last like six months where... Almost every time you go to use a new app, it'll be like, oh, do you want to allow this app to track your behavior across other apps? Oh, no. Yeah. And I realize <laughs> that you can actually go into the settings and just say, no, stop asking me this. None of them should be able to do that. Right. But my Instagram and Facebook ads continue to be ridiculously accurate. Like, my, I mean, and it's I, I i do understand how they make the connections sometimes right but it's like my mom ordered something for my sister from some website that i've never heard of before and left a printout of it sitting on the stairs never talked about it never said anything out loud and within like i don't know 24 hours of seeing the printout there i saw an ad on facebook for it it's creepy right but they know that my mom is my mom on Facebook and she Mm. probably is allowing them to track stuff unknowingly. And so they see that she purchased something there. They see that my sister's on there. They probably figured out what's going on with her and they're like, Oh, maybe he wants to get something. Yeah. With a, a a really creepy level of certainty, they can make that conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't. I don't know if I have an issue with paying for content from sites. Like the, I'm starting to, you know, buckle in on the buckle down on the, or I'm sorry, I'm starting to buckle against the pressure of subscribing to certain websites, because I see the value there. Yeah. Um, but then I don't because I I'll often find myself where I, I can get like three or four days without reading, like the news. Um, yeah. Very, very rare but that that happens, but um, it's just not worth it to me to, to do those, you know, to make that purchase. But I see the value there. I see the value of relevant uh, advertisements, but I do see the concern about privacy. Like, I, I don't want you to, I don't want anybody to do this behind my back, but if I give you permission, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, that bridge has got to be crossed. Yeah. Let me fill a out a generic, you know, advertising profile one time that gets right. shared across Internet advertisers. And it has my, you know, 
maybe my age and my gender, you know, and and maybe that's it, you know, (laughs) maybe it doesn't need to be more specific than that. Um, Because, yeah, it's just at this point, you know, and again, having been on the other side of it, I understand the desire for the that precise information, you know, because you don't want to be showing people ads that aren't interested and aren't going to ultimately purchase your product like that's costing you money that's a waste of advertising space for them and for you but i just feel like yeah in a lot of ways we've gotten to a point where you know we we started out very small oh let's share this information here oh share that information here and then you know especially with facebook it turns out like oh crap all this stuff that you thought was going to be semi-private you know now we're opening it up to everybody and we're sharing all of this information that you put in years ago with advertisers to now target ads to you. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Uh, hmm. So you saw any movies? Yes. Yeah, so I was, uh, thank you for reminding me. Saw Shang-Chi uh, this weekend. Went to go see it in the movie theaters. It's the second movie i've seen in theaters now since was there any covid in there like this was there covid floating in the air were there, were there a lot of people there no i mean there were not a lot of people um it was one of the movie theaters where you like you pick your seats ahead of time and so we intentionally left like buffer seats around us gotcha um just because yeah, i don't really like sitting next to strange people in movie theaters anyways um but I really loved the movie itself. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Like the the acting was well done. I thought the the um, fight scenes were really like it just it felt very clean. Versus because mostly most of the actors in that movie are actually martial arts practitioners. So. And so like that definitely I, I think definitely helped, but. Um, yeah, just uh, like a really fun movie overall. Um, there were, a, you know, like a couple of nice little Easter eggs and sort of things like that um, from, you know, the MCU uh, to okay. help kind of tie everything in. But I'd, I I, would watch it again, definitely. Um, cool. Highly recommend you check it out if you get the chance. Yeah, I I just I'm iffy about the theaters. Um, yeah. Uh, granted, I, I was wrong about my prediction. By September, we'd be in the same spot we were in last year. But um, logistically, we're not. We're not having like shutdowns. But um, that part I was incorrect on. But the amount of COVID cases and deaths in North Carolina has unfortunately risen. Yeah. <laughs> They're like back at January, February numbers. So unfortunately, that part I was right in. Um, yeah, but I, I do want to see that movie. That's but I'll probably not go to the theater. I've been trying to yeah. low key keep away from the cooties. That should be on uh, Disney Plus in November. In November, nice. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, too ba- <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say too bad about uh, two things with the Disney Plus is uh, Black Widow. I think that possibly could have done a lot better, and then they wouldn't have to write off Scarlett Johansson, which is sad. Um, and secondly, the What If series, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about that a little bit uh, on a previous episode, but yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, do I don't know. Like, like it. the what if? It, it's kind of interesting, and like I, 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 I get the appeal to some degree of like, oh, well, what if this happened? But I've also I haven't finished the whole series. Uh, I think I've only watched like three or four episodes, and so I've read several complaints about specific like you know storylines that people really didn't like and what it ultimately they felt like it ultimately you know was undercutting certain character like you know their driving forces and stuff like that in the other movies and or you know other storylines the original storylines and so i i I don't know like the couple of episodes i like the black panther one uh where like he goes off with the ravagers um like i thought that was kind of cool but it wasn't there hasn't been anything that i watched where i was like well, I wish that would have been the real storyline. Like, that's way cooler. Like, it was just kind of, eh. Yeah, that's kind of, like, I watch it just because it's Marvel stuff. And I, but I really am not enjoying the series. Yeah. Um, not, not very invested in it. So, uh, I tried three times to watch Free Guy. <laughs> I kept falling asleep. Now, granted, I was really tired. But three times i i just was like i guess i guess I'm, it's a, it's i love ryan reynolds ryan, but i just the ryan reynolds movie man it's it's actually it's a very entertaining movie yeah like it, it was fun i wasn't not enjoying it but it just there wasn't anything <laughs> that really kept me like awake. like yeah awake <laughs> I watched uh, the protege with Sam Jackson and um, somebody else. I can't remember, but Maggie great o. A- action. Yeah, 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 great action movie. I didn't watch it, but uh, I was I was looking at the uh, the description for it the other day because uh, I saw it up there and was like, "Oh, that looks interesting." Yeah, really good movie. I like that. Um, I watched uh, Safe House uh, with Denzel and Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, yeah. That's an older movie. It is. It's an older one. Uh, I think I couldn't. I can't remember if Christy had seen it or not. But it was one of those. Where she was like, she thought it was newer because she it's like 2012. I think is when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I do it all the time on Netflix where I transpose the two and the one at the end. And I'm like, 2021. <laughs> what? Like, no. I just <laughs> wish it was still 2012. Um. But yeah, like I I love Safe House. That was a good that was a good movie. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the prequel to Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, very entertaining movie. And I watched the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That was pretty uh, entertaining. I told you, like um, Selma Hayek kind of steals the show in that movie, right? Yeah, she's she's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, what else? I watched The Quiet Place too. Was that any good? They should not make another one. I mean, why did they need to make a second one, right? Like, I don't understand. I, 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 I was lost. They had that. I was, was lost. That and Bird Box came out at the same time. Where it was like yeah. one you can't see and the other one you can't hear or breathe or talk <laughs> or whatever. It's like, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know the purpose of the movie. I watched the entire thing and it was... Uh, it it made me realize that their kids are terrible people. Like the dad died because of the daughter. The brother, the younger brother, died because of the daughter. <laughs> like she's just a pretty bad kid all the way around. In the second movie, you realize the the brother is not really a very good kid either. 
these kids cause a lot of problems. So is I mean, isn't that movies in general? Kids are the source I, of all problems. Like even like The Walking it, Dead, Carl. <laughs> yeah, Carl was a Carl was a giant freaking pain in the ass. Like all he did was cause trouble. And then when his mom got pregnant, what happened? She died. That's that baby's fault. She wasn't pregnant. <laughs> well, that, whoa, 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 what? I'm not, I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying, like, I when I was watching A Quiet Place 2, I'm like, yeah, this, their daughter's terrible, yo. Like, she She's got like, her dad I don't killed. care about the monsters, mom. I want to listen to my rap music. <laughs> it's tolerable. Yeah, it's tolerable. <laughs> oh, God. Well, here we go. Oh, let's, do we have to? Let's get into it. It's time for politics. Just to be clear, I have not prepped for any of the political stuff. Except for what it's I may okay. have already in, ingested uh, accidentally. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: kudos to uh, Salesforce. Um, I don't like where we, this we is often. Going. Oh, we we often talk about, <laughs> hey, take your company out of that crappy state, right? If they're not making those those dollars, they'll start to listen. So uh, Salesforce has told their employees that if they're not really if living in Texas with their new law is going to make their life difficult, they'll pay for them to move. Uh, and I think that's commendable. Uh, Texas really wants to be a tech hub, but yo, I mean, it's... I don't care how cheap cheap the deal is. I'm not trying to be in a place. I'm not trying to support a place that is oppressive like that. Yeah, and I think you know ultimately, like this is what people who are opposed to the ridiculously restrictive abortion laws that they're passing uh, in Texas, we're hoping would kind of happen, right? That if the Supreme Court didn't stop it before it went into effect, that ultimately you would have corporations much like what you had in North Carolina, right? With the bathroom bill where it was like, you know, the NBA pulled out. You had all of these other, you know, events that got canceled and moved elsewhere, until they changed the laws because they were like, no, we're not, we're not supporting that. Um, right. And as much as that sucked, you know, for the people here who, you know, attended those events or use those events as forms of employment, um, you know, like ultimately that's what was, it's what was needed in order to change that law, which was not a good law. Um, you know, I think I, Kudos to Salesforce. I, I will tip my cap to them. Um, that is a that is a good first step, you know. Uh, I will, I will say. So, I don't know if you remember, but there was when like uh, Amy Comey Barrett got was getting pushed through at the end of uh, you know whose term. Mm-hmm. I feel like we had a, a debate about how important that could be, right? And one of the things that I feel like I remember you saying was, well, the states would have to pass laws so restrictive that, you know, it would essentially overturn Roe v. Wade. And you seem, if I recall, you seem to feel like that was not likely to happen. And it still hasn't. 
so the law that Texas wrote doesn't really address the issues that were uh, that were addressed with the Supreme Court's ruling on Roe versus Wade, and how they got around that was by making it where the state doesn't really report or which I <laughs> yeah that loophole. I mean, how is that even a thing? Like, what that's, standing that's like, does a random that, citizen? have to file a lawsuit against anybody else because of a medical procedure that took place. But to be fair, Texas is the state where a lot of uh, patent laws or, or lawsuits, they come from. Right. So their interpretation of the, the judicial the judicial system is murky at best. And I guess that was um, the thing that, that disappointed me the most in the Supreme Court, you know, just declining to take up the case um, prior to it going into effect was not even the fact that it was dealing with abortion, but the fact that the enforceability of it seems so anti-constitutional, like that there's no there's no legal standing for, you know, any individual who is a citizen of Texas to or a resident of Texas to file a lawsuit against doctors or individuals well, or the Uber driver like. You're looking too small because the two current cases are people that don't even live in Texas. Right. Yes. <laughs> and but not both of whom are opposed to the law itself. Right. It's, they're filing it just so that it can basically it pushes yeah, yeah pushes, it pushes up it to, to the, the Supreme, Supreme Court, which kudos to them. Like kudos. Yeah. Um, now I I I think that it's a very devious like movie villain type of law. Yeah. Right. Um, I it mean, it's one of the things Republicans do best. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're trying to do the next, uh, like movie or episode of despicable me, uh, despicable me. So, uh, we have a bunch of groups running the state and I just find it that I find that the part of me wants to say, that I, I think that policy trumps politics and it, it trumps the partisan BS that people typically try to play. But what I'm finding that I'm struggling with is that we keep putting the same idiots back in office. Right. State by state, we put the same type of fools in office. Um, so what does that say about us as a country? <laughs> like, it's like, I mean, to me, it, it tells me, a... I don't go ahead. It tells me I don't want to go to Texas. Like I get, there's a lot of cool things about Austin, but I have no desire to go there. Yeah. Like boycott Texas, boycott Louisiana, boycott Mississippi. I have no reason to go to these crappy states. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, we've talked about it before. You know that you can't, <laughs> we can't be responsible for all of the idiots in this country simultaneously you know right um and it's i don't know it's just frustrating that i mean i it, it just seems like something that should not it seems like such a petty way to try and go about doing this right like you talked about like it's such an an evil villain type of <laughs> like that you just kind of shake your head and you're like really like you're willing to go to those lengths 
because that's what I'll it be honest. takes you. To. I'll be honest. I thought I was impressed by how they crafted that lot. I was like, well, that is just genius, right? You can give the impression that you're trying to address this, this pressing issue that so many people are concerned about, which we really aren't. And, yeah. um, give the power back to the people to to solve this issue because it supposedly affects them. We're going to remove government from the equation. You're really not. You're just trying to pander to 10 people in your state. The 10 people that really believe abortion's an evil thing. But and this is probably... what I still don't understand, right? Like, how how is this still... Like a viable campaign strategy. You're appealing to 10 people with this crap. Are the other, you know, what, 50 to 15 million people that live in Texas not paying attention? Like they're just ignoring that and choosing not to vote on that? They vote on other issues? Yes. Alone? Yeah. I, I think that there are more one-issue voters than we ever gave credit for. So, like, what's the There's, other issue in Texas? Is it guns? It's guns. Okay, you really think that some Democrat that gets elected is going to put in, like, strict gun, you know, <laughs> gun requirements in Texas? <laughs> Probably not. Right? I mean, like, you, it, I would think any Democrat that's running in Texas is like, keep your guns. I don't care. I'm here to fix everything uh, else. But, like, but you only get one bullet. <laughs> I mean, I just... I, you know, I think that would be the, the best thing to do. Just start going after the bullet manufacturers. Don't go after the gun manufacturers. Just go after the people that make the bullets. <laughs> we should outlaw bullets. <laughs> but then only the only the bad guys will have bullets, Andre. Uh, <laughs> they'll only have one bullet. <laughs> You're gonna have bullet smugglers. I'm just telling you, man. I think we're going at we're going after the wrong people, man. Okay, the NRA's got right. They don't even have a lot of clout. It's just they're super loud, and people have contorted the Second Amendment so poorly. Yeah. Uh, just this. Let's just get all the bullets off the shelf. I like that plan. That could work. <laughs> <laughs> have all the guns you want. Have sixty guns, but you only get one bullet. And oh, by the way, they're all made of styrofoam. Oh, man, I, I solved that problem. But I will say that Governor Abbott and DeSantis are like two of the biggest douchebags in politics right now. Next to Matt Gates, hugging hands. I mean, holding hands with Tom, Ted Cruz, uh, kissing uh, Holly on the butt. I mean, they're just like this whole Trump squad is just so embarrassing. If I were, a, if I voted for them, I wouldn't even say if I was a Republican, if, but if I voted for them, I would really question my own sanity. Um, I mean, uh, they're just yeah, idiots. I can't even. They're idiots. They are. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, that's that those, those individuals. DeSantis went to, I think he went to Yale or Harvard. I don't remember which one, yeah. but he went to an Ivy League law school. And no, he's a, like, he's, he's a smart guy. Like, he gets what he's, he knows what he's doing. Right. Like, that's part of the issue is he he sees the power vacuum that, you know, is there in the Republican Party and thinks, well, if I can do what Trump did, then I'll basically be Trump. I can be Trump 2.0. And I won't make yeah, the same I, mistakes that he did. Yeah, he went to Yale, then he went to Harvard Law. 
Holly, he went to both of them. <laughs> and yet we hear nothing from either of those institutions apologizing for this asshole that we have to all deal with. Oh my god. I'm the governor of America's Wang. You have to listen to oh. me. <laughs> he went to Yale for undergrad and Harvard for law. I am not believing this. Believe it, sister. <laughs> the, we should we should boycott him. Do we need Yale to write a letter? <laughs> yeah, like what? Chris what and is Andre going show on there, guys? Is officially boycotting <laughs> both Harvard undergrad and Yale Law School, or is it Yale undergrad and Harvard Law School? It was Yale undergrad, Harvard Law School. Jeez. You know what? We're just going to boycott everything with both of your associations. <laughs> You guys are the Ivy League douchebag schools. Hard I mean, is that really that surprising, though? Like, no offense to I those mean, amazing institutions. But this is what happens when you have, like, the upper crust that basically just sits there and smells its own farts for a million years. Yeah. I mean, that's how you end up <sighs> with overprivileged little dweebs, like, freaking... Matt Gates. I mean, like, that's the only thing that happens is when there are no consequences for your insanely ridiculous actions for so long that you decide, oh, well, I can just get away with anything. So, but the Republican trope is that they are the party of the people. Now, I don't know how they finagle that one, but there are more elite Republicans. <laughs> because we're anti-union. <laughs> Unions are bad for people. <laughs> Corporations help people. I now I still kind of believe that. I I think it is the duty of the employees to not work for crappy companies. I don't disagree. Like, I think I but I think like a lot of things, right? Like unions are great in theory. It's only right. in practice that they fail because people are horrible. <laughs> they're corrupt i mean that's what it boils down to like why does our government suck right now because we've got way too many people who are willing to look the other way like that's what it really boils down to the people who who have decided they don't want to know this the difference between what's right and what's wrong i i uh, learned something new over the last two weeks it's that um so going back to segregation and the jim crow laws. oh so a nice fun topic that we can switch to well <laughs> sorry go ahead but a lot of those a lot of the uh, the control factors were based around school boards so a lot of the racist practices were being instituted in the schools first and after the schools everything else mm -hmm. and like doing some more like research that's where a lot of these politicians get their start it's you you educate or you control that arena you educate a new generation of whatever uh you can dictate which dollars go to which schools and predominantly that's redlining is so far behind this yeah. brilliant tactic and it just opened up my eyes to the level of corruption and at the levels of our political system and forget the mainstream politics. Let's talk about what's happening in our school boards. Yeah, I mean at the local level. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I mean there's a I mean, that's where a lot of this this evil starts. It starts with our kids. Then we control that arena. We 
we do two things with that. We control who gets access to information, who's going to have a better opportunity to be successful in our culture, and we can oppress an entire group or groups of people at our whim. That's great. Based on who controls the school board. <laughs> yeah, and shocking, who's in control of the school board? A lot of douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, there's a political you know, hubbub going on down here right now because they've got the mayor's seat is open as well as several seats on the town council. Um, and it's it's been interesting to hear some of the people that are running and some of their reasonings behind it. Um, oh, give me an example. Well, Don't leave me hanging. So they've got one, one gentleman who's running for mayor has been mayor previously um generally one term mayor or second like at least multiple terms um i think he was just mayor for two years i think it was just one term okay um but has i you know 13 or 14 years of experience on the different committees and boards and stuff like that as well as town council and his mayorship um and so his main reason for running is because he said he looked at the makeup of the town council and the other people who were running for both town council seats and the mayorship and felt like there wasn't enough experience that understood how to actually get any of the stuff done that they wanted to get done. And so he felt like that was what he would be able to contribute beyond what other people that are running, you know, like basically. I, I thought he was going to say there's too many black people. <laughs> I was like waiting for some devious thing no. to come out of his mouth. No, like I, uh, I was scared. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I looked around. And I was like, "Oh, there's way too many of them now." <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting though, there because there is like a, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of it is like well, because uh, he was talking about one of the other guys who's running for town council now, who was mayor previously. And he was saying, like, he's a really good guy. I think he could make an excellent town council member. But he'll tell you himself, like, he was way in over his head when he was mayor. And it was one of those where, you know, him and a bunch of friends were sitting around and they kept saying, you should run for mayor. We'll all vote for you, you know. And so he did without really having had any experience in the you know local government previously which has me curious like what's the best way to go about getting experience in your local government if it's not you know running for like an elected office like mayor or town council necessarily like what are the other ways to go about getting involved and understanding how that whole process works so that eventually you can be an actual like a, a helpful person in that role so this is just my perspective, and I'm not an expert on these things or these matters. But, but he does play one on TV. But I do play one on TV. I, I can't think of any job where I was completely equipped for before I took it. Sure. Any job that I've ever had. Um, but I'm saying, like, you know. No, I, I mean, I, what? how hard is it? Seriously, how hard is it to be a mayor? I don't know. I've never been mayor. How hard would it be to be president of the United States? Probably pretty hard. Probably not. Probably not. I feel like Probably that would be very hard. stressful. I don't think so. I really don't. Like, 
relationships. You have you're pretty much surrounded by qualified people for the most. Well, part. you should be in theory. Yeah, we we have an we kind of, we have a couple exceptions to the rule. Um, you understand relationships, you understand the mechanics of it. You just have to decide which road you want to go down. Now, I'm not saying the job's easy, but I'm not saying it's like it's beyond the scope of a, a mere mortal to do. No, that's and I, yeah, I, I I don't think that that my point was that it was beyond that of a mere mortal. Um. <laughs> and I, okay, that was the worst way to, to describe it. My point being is like I don't think that in order to be a mayor, it doesn't mean you're replacing every other cabinet seat in that office. No, right? I and I understand that. I'm just saying, I guess I try not like. I wouldn't necessarily go like if I had no experience. Um... You're looking for the entry level job. Yeah, kind of <laughs> in, in local. <laughs> I mean, like I want to. Yeah, I mean, I guess like for me, that's how I've seen. That's how I've kind of gone about things. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess an entry level job would. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, it would be town council, right? But it just when I and I don't know, but I would just assume that. The issues that the mayors are encountering, they're probably just laden with data data points and facts, right? Yeah. You could probably make some good decisions if you have all the right information. Sure. Um, it's not a job of execution. It's, it's really a job of coordination, in my opinion, just looking at it from my, my point of view. So I don't think there is an entry-level job, even if, even in town council, right? That's literally, it's not execution. You're going to have the city planner that executes that you're going to have the uh, uh, police department that executes that and you're going to work closely with the police chief so i would i would just say like i don't think there is an entry-level job i just think it's a matter of like what skill set do you have and do you understand how those pieces work together like that's that's what what i'm saying i'm not saying it's yeah um i mean run for mayor like find out right like what are you going to What's the worst that can happen, right? Like you get elected mayor, what's the worst that you're going to do? The island sinks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you see my point? <laughs> That's how I look at it. I just kind of think like it's not. Although I, I did find out apparently if you're on town council or like an elected official here, you're you're not allowed to leave. Well, not supposed to leave during hurricanes apparently. <laughs> yeah, you better check that at the door. <laughs> right. They don't have that in Texas or for the U.S. Senate because uh, Ted Cruz went to Cancun, yeah, so, so you should make an exception to the rule. Right. Um, that's that's interesting. Um, but no, I don't think there's. And I'm not trying to say that I'm not trying to minimize the importance of the job. I just don't think it's that. No, um, I mean I I understand what you're saying. Like I I hear yeah. you. I mean, any new job you get, you're always in way over your head first, like three to six months. I mean, but no, you just fake it till you make it. <laughs> like, like that's just literally what every new employee does. I mean, I've never heard of a CEO just like coming to a new company going, "All right, we're changing everything." Nope. They take time. They look at what's what's working well. If there's anything immediate that needs to change, they address that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but that's just the way my brain works. I, I can kind of see where all the widgets go. Yeah. Like, can't be that complicated like it's it's like you got to be able to learn that like 
don't fire the police chief. No, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not to say that I don't think I could learn, but I just, I don't know. I, it was one of those, like, early on I got, uh, when I was young, like, I did student body council or student council and stuff like that and ran for di- different, I was usually vice president because I learned that that was a job where all you had to do was show up because as long as the president was there, you didn't have to do anything at the meetings. Like, you were basically just the vice, you know, you were the, the assistant president if the president wasn't there like then you got to run the meeting but otherwise you just got to sit back and enjoy the air-conditioned student council meeting during lunchtime i was an excellent student body vice president just gonna throw that out there that's amazing um i do want to say this oh my damn mansion and cinema you guys are like two floating pos's in just stupid. So I don't know what this is about because I haven't tuned in super closely lately, but I'm going to assume that it has to do with the debt ceiling uh, yeah. and failing to pass that. Yeah, for everything holy, like, it, like Mansion's holding up everything because actually I don't know. Like, there is some stupid belief that there is this bipartisan path to getting things solved in in the senate and everything that's happened since like what i don't know the mitch mcconnell said that he wasn't gonna you know let president obama get nominations through to currently where ted cruz and uh, josh Hawley are blocking um nominees what else do you need to see from these people to let you know that they don't want to work with you How smart do you have to be? I mean, unless that's your goal, is to seem like you want to play for one side, but secretly, <coughs> not so much. Bless you. Thank you. At the cost of what, though? I don't know. It just blows my mind. It's like there, there's a map that shows all the states that would um, benefit from these bills. Yeah. Guess which states? Mostly red ones. Mostly red ones. Doesn't matter. Healthcare, same thing, right? (laughs) Who who stood to benefit the most? Red states. Who fought against it the most? Red states. This is, I mean, at some point, maybe we just need to make these things optional for states, and say you can either participate in this program or you cannot. And if you're a red state and you don't, that's cool. But you're not going to get the benefit of it. You don't have to pay for it. That's cool. Whatever. You weren't actually going to pay for it anyways. Because you don't right. pay for anything. You, anything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Most most of these states that are, are the biggest opposition contribute little to nothing to the yeah. to the national economy. I mean, and that's why, West I, why, why we are allowing them to hold this stuff up. But I'm also with you in that it's like, forget the federal government. Like, states, fix this stuff on your own. Stop waiting for yeah. them to pass health care laws. Pass your own. Like, if you want to band together with other states that are nearby, do that. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Like, Well, you can't do that. The problem is you can't do it in the southeast. You can't do it in the south in general because they're the poorest freaking states. That's that's a problem, right? Well, but, um, I mean, what else are we going to do? We're going to hold back progress for every other state because certain states 
continue to vote in representatives who will not pass legislation that is beneficial to them. I mean, at, at some point, you're either on the boat or you're not. And that's fair. I mean, I feel like we've been we've been holding on to people on this side, dragging them through the water, <laughs> telling them all you got to do is put your other hand up here and and climb up. And like, no, let me drown. <laughs> well, Manchin, his his saving grace was that he's the former governor of West Virginia. That kind of explains why and how he keeps getting why and how he keeps getting reelected. Uh, but yeah, he I mean, can ride that out. Let's just keep. I mean, what is this college football? We're just going to recycle our old coaches and new places and hope that it works out better here. Is this the NFL? Like that's fair. Kristen Cinema, like I don't know what her deal is. I know she just got like seven hundred fifty thousand um, dollars of camp- campaign contributions from um, Big Pharma. Oh, so nice. that explains a lot with her. Yeah. You know, I know that. Manchin's daughter is a CEO of a company that produces insulin. Yeah, right. So there's, there's, it, it's like, that, there look. are no coincidences there. Like that's the whole thing. <laughs> it shouldn't have to be that obvious, you know. But right, I mean, she, like we basically have proof that Matt Gates was in a hotel room with underage hookers doing drugs. Yep. We have all of that proof, and yet this dude is still sitting on multiple house committees well house committees don't really need crap so but that's fair but it's still like a, um, a position of i mean maybe not importance maybe not influence but it's something like i mean and i'm not yeah. saying like just take him off the committees but i'm just saying like it's ridiculous that his own party refuses to do anything to try and well they're scared of trump right but why isn't so he I would scared propose- of this guy I mean, isn't that just like bringing all the Jeffrey Epstein stuff back up on Trump at this point? I don't know the lady, but I wish her well. I hope she goes to jail for a not very long time and doesn't say anything about me. (laughs) I would propose making... Actually, I don't know what I would propose. Because... like I I looked into the... No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I looked into like changing the electoral college, right? The math doesn't make sense. So the way it is now is the only way it totally makes sense. The crappy thing about just going with a popular vote is actually, there's really no downside. There's not at the president and not at that level, right? Like when you're voting with this, yeah. When you're voting at that level, because it's not. It's not a matter of each state having equal representation, you know. Right. Like, no, this is who are all of us saying should be president. Yeah, I I think the Senate, like, we should probably readjust some seats. Like, I don't think West Virginia needs two seats. Like, if I'm being honest. Well, but this so like the Senate w- no. was the place that was supposed to provide equal representation for all states. The House provides, uh, you know, representation based on population. And then I think we should we should change that. But why would you have two, two, two groups that are basically more or less d- determined or populated the same way? Like if they're both based on the number of people, or you know, roughly based on the number of people, even if it's not the same. 
what if we inversed it where the Senate was based on population and the House is based on rep um, equal <clears throat> representation? What is the goal of the, what are you trying to achieve? So by you'd probably you'd probably have more laws produced to get voted on to possibly become an actual something helpful, right? So, for example, healthcare, if that if it was the reverse, it would probably have worked because more than likely, the House is going to want to put a, a bill out there. Then you you basically have the states that want to see that happen are going to vote for it in the Senate. Not the other way around. A lot of bills go to die in the Senate. That's where they go to die. They don't go to live in the Senate. Well, sure, but I guess I don't understand why you think that there would be any greater chance of pushing stuff out of the House if it was equal representation versus what you get from the Senate right now. At least you would have bills. You would have more bills to possibly go to that would actually chip away at the things that we need to fix and address as opposed to the Senate is where bills go to die. But I basically. still don't understand how you're solving that by, by swapping it. More than likely you have more Democrats. <laughs> you have Republicans in the Senate. But you still have to get everything through the house then, which, so then the house becomes which where would... bills go to die. I don't think so. I think you'd have smaller <laughs> bills. I think you, <laughs> I mean, think about every bill that goes. <laughs> every bill saying, that like, goes to the house. Why doesn't that work now in in reverse? I mean, because both the house and the senate can put laws up for votes, right? Yeah, but the senate rarely does that. That's the that's my point. You'd have smaller bills going through more frequently if that. I think if it was reversed. So you think that if you had equal representation, and let's say it was it was the way that it's voted right now, essentially, so you'd have 50-50 split in the House, that of those 100 representatives, they would be more inclined to get legislation put out. Yeah. Because it's the House. Yep. And there would be less opposition because there's just less people. Yeah. The bills would have to be smaller. You wouldn't have these monolith bills that you have to tack on every little. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it sounds good in theory, I guess. I still just. Yeah, I mean, it's all theoretical. I still I don't, don't know think if it works. that it. I still don't think that it's really achieving it. I mean, I understand what you're saying that the it. You feel like it would help to motivate the core of what the core purpose of what the house is there for, which is to generate bills. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what the solve is. Like that's part of the problem is other than just getting yeah. involved at my local level right now, I don't know how to fix any of the rest of this. You know, I think it's going to take more of us getting involved in general. Um, yeah. Before. So here, here's where, here's where I would push back. I agree with what you're saying. I don't have a solution, but think about the $1.5 trillion bill, right? Yeah. It was pretty focused, pretty simple. The 3.5 trillion bill it's pretty complicated. There's a lot of moving pieces in that bill. Right. So either the house starts to, like we've talked about before, get them stacked up, line them joints up, and let's get them through. It can die at version one, and we go back and say, why did it die? And we just rewrite it. I'm serious. I would yeah. much rather see more bills get passed or get through the house. They're on the Senate's desk. They can, you know, 
according to parliamentary rules, if it's presented at X time, they have to vote on it. There's you remove the roadblocks. The roadblock this time around is this big, humongous bill. Yeah. That was one of the roadblocks with uh, the Affordable Care Act. Right. It was this humongous bill with all these pieces. Why do we make bills that are so complicated and so complex? Well, I mean, I think the ACA, in large part because it was trying to solve such a complex problem. But there were pieces in the ACA that had nothing to do with health care. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> because that's the only way so, the bills get passed. I, and I'm with you. That's that it's my, stupid. It's I don't think that you should be able to do that. Like I think it should be right. illegal, essentially, to have bills that that have conflicting not even conflicting but just completely different purposes you know within them yeah the scope of the bill should be the scope of the bill yeah. right and if it means there's 10 bills that means you pass three out of the seven yeah. that's all i'm saying no, like, I'm I, and i don't you. know if my way it's it's stupid it's i mean it's all it's all part of that parliamentary procedure though right where it's like this is how you know you get these little you know, things through that are going to affect this one small pocket of people, but they really need the help. And we have to tack it on to this huge bill because nobody will vote against this huge bill that everybody really likes and is really behind. And wah, we evilly supported this tiny group of people. And it's like, I don't know. But again, snow, like, why is farmers. the federal government the one who's having to do that? Like, why aren't we fixing I this stuff at the state level? Right? Um, you're right. I don't, I don't disagree, but we take time, even our own state legislation, yeah. to... Um, to pass bills that nobody cares about. Yeah. Like we're we spend all this time when I say we as a group writing a bill to limit the governor's powers and uh, emergency uh, powers act. Like what, what, why, why is that important? What if something really big happens yeah. and he needs to do an executive order, but he has to only do it for seven days now and then go back to you for approval. Yeah. Why does that make sense? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, and if we ever get another Republican governor, right, then you have to go back and, you know, strike that rule. Or, or what are you going to do? You're going to ignore it when it's a Republican governor. Yeah. Well, or they'll just rubber stamp whatever it is that he wants when he comes back for approval. Right. Because the, and, and that's just, yeah, the belief is that they will always be in control because so far they haven't been required to fix the gerrymandering that they did that put them in such, like, massive right. control. Every time that they've gotten close, they argue some crap, and the courts are like, well, I guess you can put it off for another year. Well, here's what I would propose. Like, for reasonable people, and I think the numbers that I last saw, there's 27% 27 of the population are registered Democrats, and 24% are registered Republicans, right? So that's what, 50, uh, 53%? 53%. So for the 47%, right, I'm going to assume that most of them are reasonable people. No, no. I'm going to say 38% because I'm going to give it a margin of error because some people, a lot of people don't vote. Yeah. Like a lot of people that went to the 1-6 uh, insurrection, a lot of people that supported um, Donald Trump, like in both elections, did not vote, which is which is a fun fact, which blows my mind. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, <laughs> it's like, how did he get elected then? So let's say for 40% of Americans, our job is to be responsible, no matter which state we're in, and vote for people that have 
the sense that God gave Jacob's jackass. I mean, we can't keep putting idiots in office. We can't have people, we're not going to probably ever do term limits because we got to fight lobbyists. But let's stop voting for idiots. Let's encourage people like Chris to run for local office. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can escalate his career to be like the governor of North Carolina. That'd be fun. Um, but my my point being is like 40% of us can't be wrong. In the middle of the two extremes, like yeah. I would say the two political parties, there's got to be enough reasonable people to keep us out of the you know the nightmare that we lived for four years. And we invite all of you other reasonable people to come join our new party, the Reasonableists. <laughs> How can you argue against us? You'll sound so unreasonable. <laughs> but am I am I wrong? No, though? you're it's, not wrong. Like... I mean, and 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 I think that's part of the frustrating thing is like you know that there are all those other reasonable people out there, and I mean, like you said, if sixty percent sorry, if sixty percent of the country isn't on one of the fringe groups, but we're saying only forty percent of them are are. 40%, so what is that? Two thirds of them are willing to actually do something. Right? Like, we have a whole third of that reasonable group that thinks the reasonable thing to do is to sit at home and not vote. Right. Which is messed up. That's amazing. Yeah. I was also In watching some of the, uh, like, the Jordan Klepper videos the other day on yeah. YouTube, and there was one. I think it was the one that you sent me, uh, the school board. And he was talking to the one woman. And I mean, like just multiple times was like, so this, and she's like, yeah. And she's, he's like, and this, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, so this, no, wait, can, can you edit this? Do you like, that one was cracking me up. Can you guys yeah. edit this? I, I need to start over or something like that. Like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> and then come to find out at the end. Oh, I don't vote though. So what are you upset about? Like you could have put people in charge of the school board right. or at least voted for somebody that aligned with your beliefs. And instead now you want to come afterwards and make a huge deal about these elected officials doing their jobs. It's Jordan Klepper is. He's I don't know funny. how he does it. Honestly, like I would lose <laughs> it being out there amongst those people. <laughs> And like his interview with Mike Lindell was oh my was great, you know. He's like, but but Mike, and he started calling him Mike. <laughs> I was just like, oh, and you could just see like. But Mike Lindell put it all on the line for Donald Trump. He put he it still all is on putting it on the line. He hasn't given up. It's August is coming past, and he's still. I have the proof. I have the machines. This is all we got hacked. Well, I'll say this because I want to talk about a couple other things before we wrap it up. Uh, Trump and I don't know where he was, but he actually so Arizona came back with their frauded results and uh, Trump lost 247 votes and uh, uh, President Joe Biden gained 199. Count him again. <laughs> he says at this rally. He says that we won Arizona. <laughs> just like, yeah. You just straight up lie to these people, man. And they just, 
They're just like more, more. Yeah. <laughs> it is phenomenal. It's just like, what is wrong with these people? That's man? all they what want. That's all they, they. It's all that they care about. Tell me what I want to hear. I don't care about the truth. I want my feelings to be validated. And he does that for them. And that's that's what it is. He validates these awful beliefs, these terrible fears that these people have for for little to no reason, mostly because they watch Fox News or did. Now now they're at the whims of OAN and these other probably right. even less <laughs> respectable <laughs> somehow. <laughs> You know, organizations. And I, again, like, I watch the freaking Today Show because it's what my mom puts on in the morning when the local news is done doing its cycle. And I hate 90% of the crap that they have on there. And I, like, I'm like, this is garbage. Why do people watch this? And part of it is because it's a routine that people grew up with. Like, right. you know, it's a familiarity. Like, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. it's amazing. Let's chat about business before we wrap it Okey up. Okie dokie. Collaboration. Synergy. Thinking outside the box. Raising the bar. Breaking down silos. Shifting the paradigm. Disrupting the market. Business. God, I hate that. <laughs> no, you don't. You love it. Not... I hate those words, man. They just they they make me cringe. Um, so crypto has been crashing and crashing for the last two and a half weeks. Ten percent, like two weeks ago, down, and ten percent the following week down. I'm going to say this again. I am not an economist. I don't understand currency trading, but if you are making money in crypto, that's because you got in when you got in. But please, if you're if you don't understand the game, please, people don't don't think you're going to go out there and strike it rich. Please stop. Yeah, it's all it's all I got. Stop. I stop. what was the country where they made they it, made it their, their like a, an official currency? It wasn't uh, the like wasn't the only one because they were still going to accept yeah. like U S dollars and stuff like that. But I think I want to, I want to say it was Ecuador. Yeah. Somewhere in central or El Salvador. Crypto is currency. Uh, what country was it? In what country? El Salvador, yep. And they, that chicken came home to roost really quick. So, <laughs> so. And that's the problem with, with the cryptocurrency, with like Bitcoin, is it's not stable enough to use as currency. Like the value of it changes so drastically from one day to the next that it's not a reliable form in that sense. I mean, you can't. You can't spend crypto on something today and then feel like that's, I mean, that's the same amount of money I, I'm spending on it tomorrow, right? Like, if right. crypto goes, just plummet, okay, well, I just spent my entire life savings on a hot dog, yeah. right? I mean, like, I I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it was one of those things where they got a, a bunch of people who 
I mean, it was like a pyramid scheme, you know? Like, just, oh, you got to get in, man. You got to get in now while it's at the bottom. You know, we you could be part of this. It's like... You're right, I could be, but I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, I just, like... It's like I, I don't get, ever get into an airplane and say, sure, I can fly it. Like, I can't. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm impressed by it. I understand I the basic physics of how an airplane yeah. works, <laughs> right? I'm not like, yeah, I'm not jumping in a time machine. Like, you know, right. I, just, I understand, okay, yeah, aerodynamics and all of that wing shape. Okay, yeah, it still seems like a lot of metal up in the air, but... <laughs> If you say so. At like 400, 400 miles an yeah. hour. Like, let me go practice this out. So please stop doing it. Another interesting story I saw was that um, the, uh, the the Realtors Association is, is facing some heat about commissions. And I've had some personal experience with this. And um, I get the argument. Like, if I'm being super honest, like, I don't see the need for realtors if you know if i'm being 100 percent honest like real estate law should not be that complicated that you need to have a realtor to help you buy or sell a house at the end of the day if you have a decent lawyer right and you're willing to take the time to look and reach out to people who look for and reach out to people who are selling their homes then yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like I think there are benefits to hiring a realtor, in that if you don't, if you want somebody else to go do all the searching for you, right? Sure, cool. Have at it. Yeah, yep. you know, like you want somebody that, that's to a paid service. deals with the negotiation, like back back and forth for you, so you don't have to be the one saying no. Okay, sure. Like, but yeah, I mean, other than that. There are some very basic things that you need to do when you're trying to purchase a house, right? Like you get a home inspection, you get a list of repairs that you want done based on that home inspection, and you get like a signed offer sheet. Like that's all stuff that you can download on the internet. And to my realtor friends, I apologize. I'm not selling out the cause. I'm just saying like the, my favorite part of real like my my career in real estate was the negotiation. Everything else was like, you really don't need me to do this. Like the MLS was only cool when there wasn't the internet. Yeah. Like that, that was a like separating factor for Joe Blunt. Well now pretty much every listing I would, I would even, even as a realtor, I would put houses on these sites because I knew that's where people were looking. When I sold my house, the only thing I did was listed on, on a website on Zillow. And that was it. Yeah. I I never even put a for sale sign in the front yard. Just saying. Yeah. Like now I do say for a listing, um well actually not even that. With as technology's improved, realtors are less and less important. Just like car salesmen are they're less car salespeople. I don't know what the correct term is. Um they're less and less important because you can get all the information on the internet. You can probably purchase, well, you have a Carvana, you have places like that. You don't have to deal with this stuff. It's just not, it's not a necessity. So, um, good luck guys. I know you guys have a big lobby, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry that we just shit over two, all over two professions, (laughs) but I did it. Didn't blink. Um, It's usually my job. (laughs) 
I know, but <laughs> it's like those like when Andrew Yang was saying jobs are going to be replaced. Those two jobs, I can see those pretty soon being like extinct. I don't know. They, they I think there's enough lazy choice. people out there when it comes to real estate that oh sure, you know, that realtors will continue to have a job. And I almost I almost feel like there's you know maybe maybe it's just that the the commission that you're getting paid is not matching up with the services that are being offered. Well, I, I actually heard, I had a, some friends buy a house a, a while ago and they actually had to pay, um, I think it was like $500. Like when they signed the buyer's agreement, mm-hmm. which I actually think makes sense because as a realtor, you drive around, you're, you know, you're wasting gas and, or you're not wasting gas, but, so this was the agreement yeah. for for them to have the this agent represent them for, as buyer. Yeah, you know? and, I, and I'm like that makes a lot of sense yeah. because you're you're actually it's all out of pocket, you know, for gas and whatever other expenses you have at that moment. So that makes sense. I'm not opposed to that. Um, now, if I was selling a house and I could sell it by myself, sure. I mean, and, and I've got a little bit of bias to it because like. I had a real estate license, and so if I ever wanted to buy or sell a home, I'd be like, I'm pretty confident I could do this myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not concerned about that part. Well, and I think, like um, like we've talked about before, right, the process is complex, but it's not complicated. Like, it, right. you there, the Internet has all the information you need out there in order to understand how to sell or buy your home. Like, and... Right. There's enough resources out there that you don't need to go to like some zany guy in a question mark or dollar suit, you know, to explain it to you. (laughs) It's not that complicated. Um, Another funny or interesting thing I saw were two parts. One, um, they they both deal with the the pandemic. One is a lot of companies are experimenting with um, a four day work week. They're experimenting with. uh, teleworking now because as we all know COVID-19 changed a lot of things exposed a lot of things that there are going to be some positives out of that and, I, and I'm personally not against that I, I don't see the need to um, basically demand all my employees go to an office it just doesn't make sense anymore uh, there's way too much technology that proves that to be false um the average office worker, they spend most of their time inside of Outlook or Gmail. So it's not like they they have to be in an office to read an email or respond to an email. Um, most applications are web-based, so you're not really tied to a VPN. Guys, What's better for you as an own... employer, right? Like that your employee is bored out of their minds sitting around a office that you're paying for so that you know that they are not doing something else in that moment or (laughs) that they're able to intersperse their work with the rest of their day and be able to live a happier, more fulfilling life and actually enjoy what they do. I mean, like this afternoon I came over here and was literally just like standing around because there was nothing to do. Like I had no emails to respond to. Everything was done there. Like I started looking for things like to organize and clean which is fine, but it's not like, you know, and I still left like an hour. Those are the optimi- <laughs> <laughs> but those are the optimizations that you can find when you're more productive yeah. is what I would say. And the second part of that is restaurants. 
I've said this so many times, dude, a lot of these companies can't find employees because their jobs are crap. (laughs) And I, I'm not knocking Well, I am, but restaurants are not a fun job, man. They're, they're not like, if you think that, you know, I don't know if we talked about this, but when I was down in your area, we saw the sign for, what was it? Uh, work 500, 500 hours and get 500 bucks. For a gas station. At, the, at a corner yeah. store. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding me? So in six months, <laughs> 500 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yo, your job is shit. <laughs> Nobody wants to work. Yeah, but I mean, everywhere, you know, is like, st- you know, starting as uh, starting pay up to $12, $15, like... Wings, you know, like the crappy beach store, twelve fifty an hour, <laughs> starting. Like, I, uh, yeah, I mean, at some point you're gonna have to realize that like people aren't willing to do crappy jobs if they don't have to. Right. I mean, like that's that, and I think for a long time we've lived in a in a employees market. Yeah. Well. Well, more of an employer's. Yeah, market. where you know it was like. Hey, I got this job. You want it? Come take it. Like, but you're going to do, you know, you work for me now. I own you. And it's like, uh, no. (laughs) And I, I used to think that it was an employer's market for a long time, but then like the more I realized it, it really wasn't because people don't work at places for a long time. Right. They started job hopping. Right. And and that I was reading or hearing something the other day that was talking about how people staying at jobs longer is leading to a decrease in salaries because usually people get paid more when they move to a new job. And I'm like, but is that just people like job hopping in order to get more money? Like, and ultimately they're miserable doing whatever it is that they're doing, but like, well, I get paid 10 grand more to be miserable over here. So I guess I'll go do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well i don't know i i just think that um uh, it just blows my mind i'm just like wow you, you guys really think that people are going to like they, they've had an opportunity not to have a crappy job they're they're not going to go back to having a yeah, crappy I mean, job that cat's out of the bag like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i would be remiss if i didn't like say one more thing about tesla and Tesla fanboys, you're going to get mad at me. But can somebody please explain to me why Tesla is suing people for, for talking bad about them? Are we so are Tesla, we in like trouble? No, we're not in any we're not in any lawsuits. But I am serious; they are really suing people for talking negatively about them. That's a very. Um, I mean, I, I don't yeah, know what to like do that's, about that. That's a very like Rupert Murdoch kind of thing to do um yeah yeah i don't know that he ever actually did that but it sounds like something he would do um it's a trump yeah it is i mean like that's very much like a uh you know i don't like what you said so i'm gonna threaten to sue you i mean to be fair i guess like what dominion voting did the same thing to all (laughs) those guys (laughs) but But they had cause so it's not like it wasn't like a stretch but i i was like so disappointed i'm like Dude, your cars are killing people. You had, a, I think it was a, um, it was a car that that was put in the autopilot that ran into two other cars, and the one that almost took out the police officer on the side of the road. 
Oh my gosh. Look, I'm not coming at this. I'm, I'm not coming at Tesla. No, I, I'm just making, I'm making a very objective statement. Your car shouldn't be doing that. If it's not, if the tech's not ready, the tech's not ready. I think people will appreciate that. Yeah. I, 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 I see countless people, at least three a day. So that's not countless. I see at least three a day driving their Teslas and they are not steering the vehicle. So when I see a Tesla, I intentionally look to see if they're actually steering the vehicle. Yeah. Of the three I see, anytime I'm on uh, the interstate, zero or driving. I mean, you know, honestly, it'd be one thing if it was just taking them, you know, driving off a bridge and, oh, that one person who wasn't using autopilot correctly is gone. But the problem is, is that those people are typically surviving and they're killing other people that they run into out right. here. And so it's not, I mean, shit, it's like the freaking mess stuff all over again. It's not about your safety. This isn't about you. This right. isn't about your choice to do this. You know, like you are putting other people's lives in danger by not operating your vehicle the way that it's supposed to be. And you, Tesla, right. should feel some sort of moral obligation or whatever to... Recognize, to recognize it and to fix it. I mean, you're not the only ones that have this type of technology out there, and yet you seem to be the only ones that are consistently running into this problem. And to me, that says that you don't have enough safeguards in place to prevent people from misusing the technology. And if you can't get those te safeguards in place, then the technology isn't ready to be used. And maybe it's not that the technology isn't ready. It's that we're not ready for the technology because we aren't responsible enough. Like the temptation is too great for us to be on our phones playing video games or doing whatever the hell it is right. instead of paying attention for you know the 30, 45, maybe it's an hour and a half long drive that you have in front of you. But I'm just telling you, three out of three cars. Well, and I think I saw one lady driving her Tesla uh, Model 3, the kind of funky looking one. She was holding the steering wheel. But that was still, well, that was three out of four. Um, even I, I see probably three to four Teslas every day. Yeah. And nine times out of ten. I thought it was three times out of not, four. Well, three. Well, except for the exception, I did like play back in my head. So I was like, no, I did see one lady actually steering the vehicle. Um, but normally they're not. They're not steering the vehicle. Yeah. Like that's not like a. Um, it's a small sample size, sure, but we're talking a very small like distance here from like point A to point B, less than twenty miles, and see three vehicles where the driver's not steering the vehicle on the highway. What's there? There is a probability that one of those vehicles will hit something. Um, so yeah, Tesla fanboys, I'm not coming at you. I'm just saying, Tesla the company, that's on you. Like you keep killing people, dude. I, I just don't get it. I just can't. I can't even. <laughs> yeah, fathom it. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Tesla is, maybe Elon Musk is actually part of Hydra. And the autopilot program is like the the gunships. It's a recruitment. They had yeah, the, it's like a you know, and so this is like how he's taking oh. out any of the threats against him. Like these are people who are going to start rival electric vehicle companies in the future and take him down. And he's like, no, I will destroy you now. 
Oh, good luck because uh, it looks like Ford's going all in. Yeah, they just it's opened those two new 11. plants in Falls Church, right, Virginia? Or, yeah, uh, West Virginia as well. Yeah, eleven billion dollars. Yeah. That's that's a that's an investment. And they're, so, they're uh, getting the police to approve the Mustang EV for police use. It's going through all the tests and everything right now. Oh, that's so you're cool. going to see probably a bunch of those out there. That's cool. Well, um, thank you very much for joining us, and we're super glad you did. You're welcome. It's been a... Oh, just... you were talking to them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy. Uh, we, we've been uh, you know, letting life happen, so it's been a while since we've recorded. Uh, we're going to eventually get everything updated. Guess who's been publishing the... episodes? This guy! <laughs> <laughs> so it happens so, when I get two episodes done in a week. I'm just like, oh, kick my feet up, yeah. just kick back and relax. <laughs> I don't have. Oh wait, I got six more episodes that I have to edit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you thought you were done. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, please like and subscribe and share. You can always listen to the audio version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. Google Podcasts, tune in, and for the adventurous people out there on our website, chrisandandreshow.com, um, you can take out our RSS feed and put it into your favorite podcast uh, listening app. I personally use Plex because I use Plex for a lot of stuff. And, and I po- personally cool use Spotify podcast. because I like to pay for my <laughs> services. <laughs> oh, that's for right now? Uh, <laughs> no, that was more of like a self-burn that like I pay for a subscription service to something I could get for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, all right. Uh, the video version is also available on YouTube, and we really do appreciate people checking us out on YouTube. Uh, but please don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And if you're feeling super generous, share it with people that you may know that may enjoy listening to the podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Chris and Andre and Twitter at Chris and Andre. I'm not there, though. Yeah, uh, we haven't been doing much on Twitter lately or anything. Yeah. You, yeah I, I'm way, I'm like off the social media thing. Um, you can email us at comments at Chris and Andre show.com. And I'm Andre at Chris and Andre show.com. And I'm Chris at Chris and Andre show.com. See how easy we as always people. I know. As always, I'm Andre. I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you next time.